0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to the Roman Show for the episode of September 17, 2018. We welcome guitarist Fred of Sinsanium, who talks about their latest album, Repulsion for Humanity. The metal, the deathcore, death metal band uh, has released their new album, and we're excited and pumped to hear what it's all about. It's actually available right now for streaming. As we speak on Spotify, this plus much more coming up next.
0: The final homestand of the 2018 season is on deck, and we're dedicating it to our fans. Join the Marlins during our Thank You Fans series, starting on Thursday, September 20th, through Sunday, September 23rd, when we take on the Reds. Take a trip down memory lane with a Throwback Thursday giveaway, then head into the weekend with player meeting greets, pregame parties on the West Plaza, postgame fireworks, a Marlins swag bag, and more. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit marlins.com/fan. Step down to the get down. Alright, whenever you're ready, you're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in Booster. Go. Retro. Go. go. Vital. Vital. Go. Fly. guidance Friends. Surgeon. Go. Guiding. Go. go. We're going. GNC. We're going. Tell me if you don't go. control. Go. FAO. Go. 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 We are gone. Network. Go. Recovery.
2: We're going fly. Launch control, Mrs. Houston. We are
1: going
3: on. The Roman, the Roman Show. Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman.
1: Well, welcome everyone. Rodolfo Roman here with another episode. Your host and alongside the dashing one, George Alonzo. We're back, dude.
2: Yep, and you know, pardon my absence as well. I had to... Traveled the globe. I was tired of the United States version of margaritas. I went over to Japan, out of all places, and I found an exotic flavor margarita. I'm actually tasting a seaweed margarita. It's actually very refreshing.
1: Pat is beginning a seaweed tasty. What?
2: Yeah, it, bro, here, take a sip. Don't, don't be judging. Take a sip.
1: Crap, but it smells like This is pretty good, man I'm going to grow my, grow some hair in my bald spot
2: <laughs> Well, my my friend is refreshing, is all natural Where am I going to go next week? Of course, if I'm here Because I've been traveling the globe Looking for all these flavored margaritas Where would I be next time? I wonder
1: uh, Make sure to follow your George On his journey, on his next margarita or marti- not he start on martinis Not a while ago? Well, now is
2: margaritas, my friend. But let me tell you something. I'm actually thinking of going to Italy and making myself a pizza one.
1: Okay, a pizza flavored margarita. That is correct. That is disgusting. All right, let's get some stuff out of the way here. Make sure you visit collarandelbowbrand.com, collarandelbowbrand.com. Get yourself one of the great T-shirts available right now. Use the promo code the Roman Show. All in caps. That's the Roman Show. All in caps to get a percentage of your purchase. Also, House of Horror returns at the International Mall, 1455 Northwest 107th Avenue in Miami, Florida. And uh, they have a brand-new haunted house this year, so you want to make sure you check that out. Starting September 27th, House of Horror returns to Miami. Also, Fight Club Doral, make sure you visit them. Located right there on 12th Street Northwest, They got some great opportunities there for you to train. Uh, Make sure that when you head out there, you ask for Henry Morales, and he will hook you up with a one-day free pass. Let him know the Roman Show sent you. All right, let's get things going out here, talk a little pro wrestling coming up next.
3: And now it's it's time to give you a reality check.
1: All right, George, well, hell in a cell took place. I mean, the biggest talk of, of it all is obviously Brock Lesnar's return. He showed up at the end of the main event of Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Universal title. No one really expected this. I know some folks are kind of upset because of the whole just showing up for no reason. But at the end of the day, there was that wow factor. No one really expected Brock Lesnar to show up.
2: And I've said it countless of times. One thing that the WWE has been lacking, and it's not their fault technically, because of all dirt sheets and he say, see say in the internet world, uh, you know, what Triple H at one time even called the reality era because nothing's even been, it can be hidden anymore because everything leaks onto the internet. But basically, you know, one thing that the WWE has been lacking, again, none of it, it's their fault, uh, is the surprise factor. And last night, they gave us that surprise factor at 100% with Brock Lesnar appearing. Now, of course, was people happy? Of course not. As a matter of fact, they, they leaked a video of the fans all chanting, this is BS. Uh, but again, I, you, you can't... Be mad at the fans for chanting that. They paid their hard-earned money to chant whatever the hell they want, whether it's happy or bad. So if you're in the business and you're making fun of a fan for being vocal for what they're paying for, then get the hell out of the business.
1: I, I, I get your point, but at the same time, and I, and I saw that video. Yeah, they, that they're really uh, short. They're very upset at the whole um, ending of the match. But I mean. Come on, dude. It's a surprise. People like surprises. I mean, why should you hate on that? And look, at the end of the day, now we get the reasoning behind it, and it's because all three of those guys will be facing off each other in Saudi Arabia, and now it all makes sense. But even though, let's say if that was not supposed to happen, let's say that that three-way dance wasn't even scheduled or whatnot, but having Brock Lesnar in there beating up Braun and Roman Reigns makes sense, remember, Brock lost the title, all right, he wants vengeance, he wants another opportunity, it clearly makes uh, a, a reason why he needs to return, we understand he wants to go back to the UFC, but let's say if, if again, let's say that, that three, three-way dance never happens, never scheduled, he goes on to fight the UFC, he could still come back, say, next WrestleMania or next Survivor Series, and it will make sense, he could always go back and say, do you remember when, and then you continue on with the storyline. But that's
2: what, okay. I've been saying this also for weeks. Brock Lesnar is the current Hulk Hogan. He does not need to be at every event. Hulk Hogan was never at every event. Look what's happening with John Cena now. He's not at every event, but every time he walks out, he gets cheered. You know, whereas Brock Lesnar, yes, he gets cheered, he gets booed, you know, either way, you know, whatever it is. But the fact is, is that. Brock Lesnar is this century's Hulk Hogan because he was a box office draw. When Hulk Hogan was announced for Madison Square Garden, the Civic Center, shoot, our own hometown, Miami Arena, back when we were kids, the place will be filled up. But when we will go to the John uh, Knight, uh, what was it called? James L. Knight Center. James L. Knight Center, I remember it was a main event, Between Bam Bam Bigelow and Earthquake. You know how much they filled up? Half the room. But I bet you, you fill in Hulk Hogan in there, and you'll fill up the whole thing. That is why I'm saying Brock Lesnar is this, uh, you know, centuries, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan. That's the only reason I'm saying that. Not because he deserves to be in the same category. I'm just saying, hey, I'm comparing apples and oranges when it comes to attendance.
1: The guy is money. I mean, he goes over to UFC, money. WWE money so I, I don't understand why the hate why are these people just very upset as far as his return I, I think it's just
2: great and let me just say one thing on the record because I saw this a lot on social media just the other day and I, I, I got very upset now that we're talking about hate Roman and mind you this has nothing to reflect on the Roman show this is my opinion my opinion alone okay when you're in the business Okay, and you're telling people, Hey, come support me at my indie shows, support my product, buy my shirt, come to my show where I'm gonna be doing announcing at, come watch me wrestle, but then you go onto social media and you make fun of those fans for believing or you know, whatever they read on the internet or whatever, you don't deserve to be in the business. Because let me just tell you something. The fan pays your bills. Okay, that's number one. Number two, the fan supports you. So why in the hell are you going to go ahead and talk about him? You tell me. Does that make any sense to you, Mr.
1: Roman? I agree. You know, you really should say customer service. You know, you never mistreat your customers, right? Correct. So I'm not trying to
2: put you on the spot or anything, but I'm just telling you. If you're in the business and you're making fun of a fan, don't forget you were a fan first.
1: Agreed. Never forget where you came from. All right, George, other news that we learned over the weekend is that Matt Hardy has retired. You know what really saddens me is that you know Matt Hardy really reinvented himself when he left the WWE. He came out with uh, the whole new persona of Broken Matt. And unfortunately, when he was at his, at his peak with his new persona, we didn't see it in the WWE, and I think there was still life to it. Unfortunately, listen, your, your body you know, caves in. He did what he had to do. He fulfilled all of his commitments, but I would have loved to have seen that character more and allow them to give an opportunity for this character, but I will tell you this, George, and winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal seems like a curse. Because every time you win that thing, either you're retired
2: or you're buried. To this day, I still question myself what exactly has it elevated any winner? I'm not hating on it, I'm just questioning it. Because every single time I watch Raw or SmackDown, and you see one of those under the giant winners uh, coming down, they start talking, saying, Oh, this uh, elevated said and said career. Where? I don't see it. Do you? Because I don't see any elevation in any career when it comes to that. I so I'm not hating on it. It's just plain fact, and it's not hating on it if it's if it's backed up. Because I I haven't seen anything. No disrespect to Andre the Giant or no, but it's just the truth.
1: No, I, I agree. It's like every time you win, it, it's like nothing happens. But I again, it, it really saddens me that we're unable. Uh, we were unable to see Broken Matt um, to really elevate that character in the WWE. I mean, at least we got a total deletion, right? <laughs> at least we got one.
2: Yeah, at least one, and maybe we'll get more. Maybe just with different people, but but yeah, at least we got one.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And he's not completely gone because word is that he is taking on a producer role in the back. So he's not completely out uh, of the WWE. He's still in there and you know, we just want to say thank you, Man Hardy, because he really did put a lot of uh, his body on the line to entertain us. And not only that, if you get to see the uh, documentary they did in the Hardys, um, he went through a lot. He went through a lot of hell. Uh, he had some personal demons that he had to fight off. And eventually, though, he ended up coming out all right and reinventing himself. And I think I want to go ahead and say that he retired uh, at the top, he might not have been a champion or anything, but he really retired at the top because that character of his, that broken Matt Hardy, was just—it uh, was amazing. You know, it was—I want to say—probably got even more over than Jeff Hardy at one point.
2: Yeah, as a matter of fact, at one point Jeff had to fall into his shoes uh, because before a lot uh, people used to think that it was always Matt following Jeff. For once, this time when the Woken or Broken, whatever you want to call him, uh, was created, it was the other way around. It was Jeff now filling in to Matt, or both of them being created as equals when they were known as the Broken Universe, or however you want to call it, with Brother Nero and Broken Matt. So, yes, uh, I have to say Matt did retire at a good time, at a good place, and I say thank you for, for everything you do
1: absolutely make sure you follow us on our socials at the Roman show on Twitter Roman show media both on Facebook and Instagram rroman0201 on our YouTube channel where we have some brand new interviews there with uh, Tom Lauder uh, Teddy Hart and many others make sure you check that out George not sure if you came across this but in San Antonio Texas during the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view there were some fans that brought some um uh Charlotte Flair signs. Well, not Charlotte Flair signs, but uh, it was anti-Charlotte Flair signs. And they were confiscated by staff. Now, come on, dude. This is pro wrestling. And I think we all have an opportunity for us to voice our opinion if we don't like a character. But taking away an anti-Charlotte Flair sign, I mean, this is what you came for. You know, you came to really let it all out. Maybe these people were, had a hard, hard week. Uh, at work and this was their opportunity to let it go but here's the funny part though the guy who put the statement out there uh, somehow Becky Lynch got a hold of it and she even put uh, (laughs) boo-woo hashtag boo-woo but not only that he ended up having more than enough uh, uh, signs and he was able to distribute it even though the ones that originally were confiscated so nonetheless the signs were up but Come on, man. Are we still at that stage where we're confiscating signs? Anti-Charlotte Flair signs?
2: This is going back to what I said. If a fan is paying a ticket to come watch you, whether support or against or whatever, he's allowed to cheer, boo, not say anything. Why? Because he paid for that seat. It wasn't because he was sitting there for free is because he paid for that seat. Now, the only thing I do not support, of course, yes, I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting my situation here, is the whole beach ball thing. But Why?
1: They do it at sports games all the time.
2: Listen. And this is, they want to be treated but, as a sport, right? Yes, I, I, and I know people are listening in and saying, oh, now you're just contradicting yourself. But f- look at it this way. A sign is showing something related to the actual show. Whereas I'm saying like, hey, Roman Reigns sucks, Charlotte sucks, Dolph Ziggler sucks, Baron Corbin sucks, uh, whatever. But when you're also, you know, but, le- okay, but when you're also l- focusing on a beach ball, now you're completely not even using the purpose of sitting there for to watch the show. You're, you're basically going to create a distraction and take – People's attention away from the entire
1: show. So you might as well take people's phones away. That's what Ryback said. Take away the phones at indie shows.
2: Listen, but but here's the thing, though. In indie at cell phones, what 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 harm can it be done? A lot. Like what?
1: Spoilers.
2: Okay, but here's the okay, but Roman. Here's the thing with yes at indie shows. They make their announcements sometimes. They say, hey, look, do not record our events because this is for, you know, we're doing this for recording purposes. And, and sometimes fans still do it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I have to follow what, what Ryback says, take away the cell phones. When they do that. But if they're just going out there and they're, if they get a call, Right. How is that being at fault? The the guy is on his phone. You know, end the story. Why, why? Yeah, but
1: we know that that pro wrestling fans are on their phone because they want to tweet and record something and be the first one to get the likes and the hearts and all that crap. You know that.
2: But that's getting attention for the actual show. I used to do it when I ran my podcast saying, hey, uh, Mentor is saying this right now. You know... That is to say, hey, get the hell off your chair and get the hell over to the show because you're missing this. That's nothing bad. That's promoting at the moment. That's nothing bad. What's bad is when you're distracting people, you know, in a full arena from the actual show itself. So they should have taken away or confiscate those signs? No, the signs are related to the show. The beach ball, how is that related to a wrestling show?
1: Again, when you go to a soccer game, when you go to a football game, basketball game, a baseball game, you see the beach ball. You don't see the players getting upset. Listen, it's a four, and especially now with some of these pay-per-view shows, you got four hours of wrestling. Either way, George, uh, to make a long story short, let the fans be fans. Let them enjoy themselves. And that's it. It's pro wrestling, man. Don't take it that serious.
2: I'm not taking it serious, nor would I ever. The point is this. You can't compare a soccer game to a wrestling event. A soccer game is constant of the same thing. Hey, I'm kicking this way. I'm kicking that way. I'm kicking this way. I'm kicking that way. At a wrestling event... You don't know what move is going to be pulled out. You don't know what segment is going to be pulled out. You don't know what surprise factor might come. And all this, all this, you're taking the attention away from that product. You're basically disrespecting the actual wrestler by taking away what they're doing for you. Do you not understand that they're sacrificing their body and their life, like Owen Hart, for instance, that sacrificed his life to entertain us for we could be playing beach ball at an arena?
1: Yeah, but at the same time, by by you saying this sucks or this is bullshit, isn't it the same crap you're insulting the people inside the ring? The chants? The chants,
2: okay? The signs. So, okay, how is it different from chanting this is BS to you suck? I mean, this is it. It's the, but it's the same insult. Same freaking insult. They're not, yes, they might be chanting this sucks or this, this is BS for the actual thing that transpired. Fine. But this is, they could also be saying this sucks or this is BS because of the people performing. And ju- that's just as equal as saying, hey, you suck. End of story. How many times do we hear that being chanted to Roman Reigns?
1: Yeah, many times, many times. Uh, okay, then. I'm we can on. go on and on. We can go on and on. I would like to hear your opinion. Send us an email. Info at Romanshow.com. That's info at We'd like to get your take on this topic. Should beach ball be allowed at wrestling games? I'm all for it. Wrestling games. At wrestling shows. I'm all for it. Bring them on. Cinsanium has released a new album, Repulsion for Humanity. The Death Metal Band is now also on tour. Make sure you check out their latest music available for streaming on Spotify and any other streaming services. Make sure you check them out. Coming up next, Sensanium.
0: The final homestand of the 2018 season is on deck, and we're dedicating it to our fans. Join the Marlins during our Thank You Fans series starting on Thursday, September 20th through Sunday, September 23rd, when we take on the Reds. Take a trip down memory lane with a Throwback Thursday giveaway, then head into the weekend with player meeting greets, pregame parties on the West Plaza, postgame fireworks, a Marlins swag bag, and more. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit marlins.com slash fan.
4: Thanks again here for for joining us here uh, on the, on the Roman Show to talk about. Uh, I mean, you guys are working hard. Since then, I'm uh, of course international supergroup guitarist Fred on the line right now. Let's, uh speak to them about their their latest work that they're working on, "Reportion for Humanity." First and foremost, how has it been, man? How how are you doing?
3: I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm busy doing interviews, getting
4: ready for the European Tour. I'm busy working on the album and working with Dragonforce as well. So yeah, this is the work as well, yeah. Yeah, I, I know, you're, you're a soccer fan, I know. Uh, <laughs> were you were you tuned in? Were you a little bit occupied during the summer watching uh, the World Cup, by any chance? Uh, I actually I missed the,
3: the final. I did, I did try to watch, I, I watched the, uh, I think it was Belgium Japan. Uh-huh. That was for Japan and I lost. And uh, I have watched a few others, but uh, I wanted to watch the final, really. But uh, I, uh, we had a festival in, in uh, Austria, and uh, I was supposed to learn ten minutes after the 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 game starts, and because of delay and uh, I don't know whatever blah blah blah, I missed the whole thing. The, uh, the, the pilot was actually ready to start. It was like cloudy sky, we should be there in time. And by the way, our friend is waiting really to water, whatever. So, uh, yeah, I had a bit of excitement just like that. And when I landed, I could hear everybody screaming and uh, shouting. So I'm not sure that uh, the But, uh, you know, but unfortunately, I, uh, I missed the final.
4: <laughs> well, let's talk, let's talk yeah. the music, of course. Um, since I'm already released uh, You got two singles That have been released Sacred Murder And uh, Final Resolve so, so So what can we expect From portion for Humanity Of course This is a follow up uh, From your, your Your previous album About two years ago What could, what could fans expect From this this album um, Okay Let's Go back in time And
3: talk about Of so, uh, the culture The first one I guess Because it took me A lot of time To, uh, to write it You know Because I, I wrote it over, over the course Of like I don't know, 15 years or so. And uh, I wanted it to be like, as uh, uh, far uh, as I'm concerned, you know, in my, my view, I wanted to make the perfect death metal album. And I guess I did it by the book a little bit because I, well, I wanted to, like, you know, respect all the elements, all the codes of the genre. So I was, you know, I was, uh, it's not that I was trying because that's a music I love, but I guess I was really, you know, respecting the, the code and uh, I wanted to make the perfect death metal album. And I guess, uh, now that in my mind, I've done it, because I'm very really happy, we are very really happy with the album. I guess there's more freedom and, uh, there's less, uh, codes or genres. So we stay, we stay in the same style. But, uh, I had no, no formula, no agenda, whatever. So, I guess this album is, uh, it's more, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's more everything, because uh, we have, like, very long, slow songs, uh, and I'm also fast, uh, fast sounds like, uh, I don't know, you know, in the, in the style of in the intro to the project and whatnot. It's gone ahead, i yeah. from the first album, but I guess, uh, the EP Ashes gave, uh, gave a sort of text of what was about to come, which is like, uh, a sound which is a bit more raw and, uh, more aggressive and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I, so I guess the first, the first album was like, you know, polished, well produced, clean, and, uh, and still the evil. But now it's just like, just dirty evil, and uh, and uh, yeah, like a punch, a punch in the face. That's why I, keep, that's why I said already for the EP ashes, it was a punch in the face. I guess this one is like a harder punch in the face.
4: It, it's the follow up to to the right. punch, right? So lyrically. Yeah, exactly. Now, yeah. now no, you you explained uh, the, the the sound of the album a little fast, a little slow, but how about lyrically? What what are we going to be anticipating as far as lyric wise? And where have you getting some? Where have you received some of the the motivation or inspiration to write the lyrics to the music to the to the to the new album? Uh, motivation is uh, I don't
3: know if I can call that motivation, but I guess uh it's just like the the title, Repulsion for humanity, is not a gimmick. That's exactly how I feel and that that was the fuel to write lyrics and uh, uh just about i don't know you know that uh, channeling my uh all the negative feelings uh i i have to so like you know, i don't know sorrow hatred anger whatever i guess that's the, that's the purpose of having a insane i mean, like to uh, uh yeah like a, a catharsis of, uh, of all the negative feelings that i have that we all have in the band. So, for example, the song Reversion for Humanity, yeah, talks about, like, these generations brought around us, uh, which I fucking hate, you know, everything has to be, uh, politically correct, and, uh, everything has to be polished, and everybody's judgmental, and whatnot, so that, that's, that's the, uh, that's the song Reversion for Humanity, and I wanted to call the album like that, because that's how I feel. Some of the songs are more, uh, you know, talking about, like, uh, uh evil forces, Uh, Which sounds cliché to some people, but I don't give a fuck because I don't know this as well, so I take inspiration from that. Um, So it's uh, yeah, it's inspiration, but yeah, old school movies and uh, nowadays society. But there's plenty of, there's plenty of stuff to 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 talk about, even though it all comes down to the same thing. It has to be negative, dark and evil. So yeah.
4: So uh, as far as Chad, uh, were there any challenges producing this album compared to the first one? Uh,
3: so again, were yeah, was
4: there challenges? Yeah, was there any challenges uh, in this album compared to the first one or, or the EP uh, while producing this album? Yeah. Uh,
3: actually, let's see. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, we made things... I guess, I guess what's challenging is always like to, to have our schedule, these are working, mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to, that, so that, that's the main problem, it's always an issue, uh, but uh, that was fun, I mean Jury came to France this time, so we went to the house, and uh, he was staying there while recording his drums with me and Stefan and then Sean, and, uh, and I must... Uh, Came like a week after, and we worked on the lyrics, uh, on some songs, and uh, we did the videos together. Um, I guess uh, Angela, as you might have read, uh, Angela didn't really take part of, on the album. Just uh, yeah, yeah, she's just been writing a few lyrics and doing some backing vocals. But it was he was busy. But uh, I guess what we lost. Uh, with his uh, absence, we game with uh, uh, shows like taking, you know, uh, taking more stakes, and uh, he's done an amazing job. So, uh, so I guess that that's another challenge that was like a happy surprise. I I knew that uh, Sean was capable of great things, but uh, uh, that was beyond expectations. But when we will see the the, the vocals, which is a lot fun. That's amazing. Uh, so yeah, there has not been like too much challenge, I guess. I guess it's easy right now, looking back, but while I was doing it, obviously, there's always, like, you know, deadlines and, uh, uh the fact that I'm busy with all the stuff we all are, so sometimes there's, like, a, you know, a little bit of stress here and there, but, uh, other than that, no, there was no, no pressure whatsoever, like, uh, because we received great reviews from the first album, so people sometimes say, oh, it was any pressure whatsoever, but, no, so we just made, just, just made the album the best we, uh, uh the best we could and uh, I guess we have to move the
4: results. Yeah, that that must be challenging because you know some of you guys are still part of of, of your respective bands and you have to go on tour and you have to produce music. So getting that all those guys together that that is that is something uh special when you get everything together. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess that that's my uh, that's my task because uh you track the boss. Records, but I'm the one one who started the band and I'm still the one, you know, managing everything. I'm not doing the the manager, so to say, so that's my duty to make sure everything's alright. So I'm going to be honest with you tomorrow. I'm going on vacation with my wife for a few days and I'm really looking forward to it because I really, you know, because once the album is done, people think that, oh, that's cool, okay, the album is done, but then you need to prepare for the promotion and then, you know, you need to get ready for the about the next the tour and then maybe the next album as well start so it's constant work and uh to make sure that everybody's available at the right time and to deal with everyone's schedule and then, uh and to be painted about actually so no no dice no no it's not uh but you know it's I mean it's tough it's sometimes. But you know it's rewarding in the end.
1: So
4: death metal you know it always has that stereotype and it's always oh, it's, it's, it's mean music it's heavy music what do you think the current stage of the genre is right now for death metal what do you see the future of it and you know are there any bands out there too that 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 are kind of leading the way putting it out there on, on, on the mainstream to get that attention that it needs um.
3: I have mixed feelings so I don't see it with attention Obviously I want attention Because I want to be able to survive with my music sure. But I guess It, it also gains from, from staying on the Which is like a sort of like It's an in-between Which is hard to define Because as a fan From of view you, you know When uh, when bands are getting too exposed And then people who You know like. <laughs> You know, don't quote me on this but um, I'm just reacting as a fan like I used to do because right now it's, it's different but uh, yeah you know like all people don't know them as much as I do so they don't deserve to know it or they don't know any, enough about the music you know there's that sort of a uh, of little family uh, vibe in, in uh, heavy metal which is like we know better you know that sort of elite which is quite comfortable in a way and uh, in that sense I guess we don't want uh, death metal to become too um, you know um mainstream and whatnot so there's that there's like i said the fact that uh being a musician obviously i need to you know uh, i need to make a living out of it so obviously you need, uh, that it's like a happy like a happy comfort zone without like being not too famous but famous enough you know, so you can live and uh, and i guess uh on top of that there's just the fact that I don't really listen to uh, new music anymore, so I don't know who is leading the way. And quite honestly, I don't give a fuck. I just, <laughs> I, I, just I just listen to uh, I just listen to the old stuff. I'm more interested in like, who created uh, that music, and you know, why? Why am I doing this? Who was there before me? I think that's uh, that's interesting. And uh, based on that, I'm trying to go forward without looking left and right. I look behind and I look uh, you know, ahead. But I don't like right to see who's there and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know all these guys. I keep uh, checking the band that I like, like say, Calcas, Pestilence, Boby Angel Death from Band, Cannibal Corpse, D-side. So I, I I check what those guys are doing because I grew up listening to them and I have like the, nothing but respect for them. But as for newcomers and whatnot. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not interested, and uh, I just want to I just want to think in my head that there's those men I mentioned and that's them and that's, that's all I need to know, know to go forward rather than uh, care of who's, you know, who's doing work at the same time as I'm doing it, that
4: makes sense. So the new album Repulsion for Humanity drops August 10th, are we going to get you guys on the tour, On the tour? are you going to come to the States, or are you going to go over uh, in, in Europe, what, what do we have in mind?
3: Uh, what do I have in mind? Because uh, <laughs> that's tough
4: to get all you guys together. <laughs>
3: Uh, well, uh, we are going on tour in uh, in Europe. Uh, it starts on the 28th of April. Of, uh, what the fuck did I say April for? Uh, 28th of September. Oh, sorry. I'm going to like a glitch in my head for a second. 28th of, uh, of September. Yeah, I have no idea where that comes from. Uh, 28th of September, we go on tour. We do Europe, Russia. Um, we have a show in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, and then we are working on. I was working not so long ago on, uh, to go on in the U.S. with a band, and uh, that just uh, that, that just got you know cancelled as far as we're concerned. So we we're trying to see different options and whatnot. But uh, yeah, let's see what it Like for the moment, what I see my Crystal role. Uh, and also, if I actually know Chris, a little more like a uh, uh, schedule like, uh, on my computer. It's like there's a new video coming out in a couple of weeks. Then the album comes out. There's another huge video. Then the European tour, Russia, Japan,
4: and then we'll was... see. Well, Fred, I want to thank you for your time. Make sure you check out sinstainum.com for more information. Fred, thanks so much uh, for your time and looking forward to hopefully seeing you out here in the States uh, on tour. Cool, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Take yeah. care.
3: Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world,
1: welcome to The Showdown. All right, we're back, George. We're going to talk a little uh, mixed martial arts here. I know the cyborg will be taking Amanda Nunes later this year in December in a super fight. But word is that she might be making a jump ship to the World Wrestling Entertainment where at last we will see that dream match of perhaps maybe seeing Ronda Rousey versus Cyborg. Cyborg has already said that this will potentially be her last fight. Now, I think the only thing that is that could deter the opportunities of Cyborg in the WWE ring is her she speaks Portuguese. She is from Brazil. And I think that the language barrier is a little a little difficult to understand. But then again, we have some ladies from Japan who speak not a word of English. Or, or, or Nakamura, for example, who speaks very little English. And Cyborg speaks a little bit more of that. I think we'll be okay. But at last, we could see this match of Randall Rousey and Cyborg. Not in a MMA fight, but in a pro wrestling fight. And you know what? What would be really interesting, George, these are both mixed martial artists. And I remember speaking actually to Tom Lawler, uh, who was a former mixed martial artist and is now a pro wrestler. Hey, do you sneak in a stiff shot? I think we might see a stiff shot in there if these two ladies were to square up inside the ring.
2: Here's the thing. You're talking about a language barrier. Who... Brock Lesnar is soon leaving again because he has to train for D.C., And for decades, they've been promoting a Paul Heyman woman. If you're already managing a UFC fighter in Brock Lesnar, why can't you not manage a UFC fighter in a woman? My opinion, and this is my wishful thinking, and this is if I were to write the thing. Obviously, I'm not a writer. Uh, Nor will I ever be. But if I was given the opportunity to say. This is how I want to introduce Cyborg. Paul Heyman will try to recruit Ronda. As his woman per se. Ronda declines. All of a sudden. Here comes Cyborg. And then you have your women's main event. For the Royal Rumble. The Paul Heyman woman. Versus Ronda Rousey two former UFC fighters in the dream fight that fans have been waiting for around the world. And here's the thing, if you, even if you're a solo UFC fan, you will literally tune in just to watch that. Because you know, be, as you were saying, because they were both mixed martial artists, they will hit each other. So as a MMA fan, if you're not a wrestling fan at all, You will be tuning in to see that fight just because you know they're going to hit each other. That's all I got to say.
1: That would be very interesting. Let's see if that happens. Keep an eye on that for that. I also want to talk a little bit about what happened this weekend in the UFC event that took place in Moscow. Alexei Olenek won another uh, fight by submission defeating the legendary Mark Hunt. We don't know the future of Mark Hunt right now. They asked him, you know, "Are are you going to retire? Do you have another fight? He really couldn't give a, a appropriate answer. I don't think he's done. I think he'll fight again. He's very exciting. He's a fun fighter to watch. So it's not completely done with Mark Hunt, But Alexi has been really impressing uh, in the heavyweight division of the UFC. Get this guy. Another big name. And I think we might be. he might be inches away from a title shot. Former UFC welterweight champion Johnny Hendricks is returning to the fight game. But this time is to the bare knuckle fighting scheduled for November 9th against Bellator contender Brennan Ward. Hendricks will duke it out with Brennan in the knuckle fighting. Now, this is a bare knuckle fighting. This is just no gloves, just wraps around your fist and a whole lot of blood. It's in their third event, actually, uh, and they're, they're doing pretty well. It's been getting a lot of attention. So let's see how Johnny Hendricks fares in this bare knuckle fighting uh, promotion. Canelo. Versus Triple G took this took over this place. Canelo came out victorious. Many people have had their opinions as far as the outcome or the results. I personally had Canelo winning. I thought he had a, he fought a good fight, very more exciting fight than the first one. Uh, Triple G he won a couple of rounds, but not in my opinion as Canelo. I won't be surprised if there will be a part three. And lastly, George, it seems that Floyd Money Mayweather is coming out of retirement. And he is calling out a person that we all know very well, and he knows very well, and that is in Manny Pacquiao. Allegedly, both of these men will scare her off once again in the ring in December. This all happened on a video that went viral where Mayweather invited Pacquiao to another fight in December. Verbally, they agreed. Will it happen? We don't know yet. But listen, Mayweather has retired already about twice, so... Don't be surprised if he really comes out of retirement and gives us a fight against Pacquiao. But honestly, I don't want to see Pacquiao and Mayweather. Listen, Mayweather, one of the best pound-for-pound boxers. I think that's it, man. You, You beat everyone. There's no one else for you to beat. And seeing you against Pacquiao, it's going to be probably the same results. Let it go. I mean, maybe you just need money. I'm really not sure, but let it go, dude. Let it go.
2: I would actually, uh, I know this is just wishful thinking, but I would love to see Mayweather and Canelo, I'm just
1: saying. Again? They did fight already. Uh, Yeah. And maybe he did change, maybe he, uh, you know, he, you know, right, yeah. changed his game. But the thing is, is Canelo has adapted.
2: Canelo has learned since their last fight. And on top of that, he just beat a world-class athlete in Triple G. What does that tell you?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. And remember, Canelo is younger But uh, eh, we'll we'll see. We'll see what the, the boxing gods have in their minds. Well, thanks for tuning in to the Roman show this week. We'll catch you. Uh, next week right here on The Roman Show. Make sure you visit our website, theromanshow.com. And we'll catch you at the Marlins game. It's the last homestand of the 2018 baseball season. Hopefully the Marlins will do a whole lot better next year. And by the way, Dwayne Wade has announced that he'll be staying, sticking around for one more season for the Miami Heat. So this is it. This is uh, so long, tool, This fair, we tool uh tour. I was to All right. With that being said, we'll catch you next week right here on the Roman show.
2: Hey, I finished my
3: seaweed margarita. Get me another one, man.